Hi, this is Mina Lee Jones with Faithful Walk Healing Ministries, and I want to welcome you to the Watchman on the Wall. This is where we talk about current events around the world and how they line up with Bible prophecy. We are in the last days, and we are the generation that will see the coming of the Lord. Are you ready? I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Do me a favor and make sure that you share this link with family and friends. And don't forget to subscribe to us so that you don't miss any future episodes. Hi, this is Mina Lee Jones with Faithful Walk Healing Ministries. And I wanna welcome you all to our Watchmen on the Wall report. First one we've done in a quite a while. Uh, the last one I believe we did was in January of 2021. A lot has changed in the world. A lot has changed in, in our lives of individual lives. Uh, we have, for the most part, moved past the COVID crisis that originally started at the end of 2019. Um, but some people are leery to say that COVID has gone away as we know it has not gone away and um, it will probably be amongst us uh, for the remainder of, of time as far as we're concerned. Um, but a lot has changed since we did our last Watchman on the Wall meeting and of course we're doing a podcast now so this is very different compared to what we've been doing in the past. Uh, typically for years we started uh, the Watchman on the Wall back in June of 2012 actually so 10 years ago is when we have first had our first meeting and we started it um, on a conference line that people were able to like call in and listen to or what have you and um, I just opted to not do that anymore and this being just a, a new season in ministry uh, for our ministry for Faithful Walk Healing Ministries and just uh, the shift that has happened um, it just really was placed in my spirit to to do a podcast and uh, as you all know if you've been following our ministry for many years or listening to our Watchmen on the Wall meetings we've never recorded them they've always been kind of that live audience where you get to call in and listen doesn't matter where what part of the country or world you're in and um and you listen in and you'd hear our current event so now we're kind of doing things different and we're putting this on a podcast so i'm like super excited just to kind of put it to the test and see how it works out so this is where we're starting and so I, I just want to cover a lot of things tonight. Um, there's so much going on in the world um, and it's so related to Bible prophecy and what is unfolding right now. And um, I'm going to try to run through, in a sense, uh, quite a few headlines, maybe even share with you a few things that God has given me, perhaps even given some other people that has been confirmation about this season. I, I do want to probably open up by sharing a, a more recent word that the Lord has given me. It's more so he's been putting it on my heart uh, the last week or so. And um, we're, in, if we're in the month of September, if you all are are currently listening um, the day of this recording is actually on Thursday September 1st and so we are coming to the end of summer 
Um, but we are also entering into a very unique time spiritually. Uh, we are crossing over into what is considered to be the fall feast, uh, tabernacles or high holy days, whichever one that you will call it. Um, but every single fall feast time, which is going uh, into the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar right now, we are still currently um, in the month of Elul, which is the sixth month of the Hebrew calendar. Um, and so we're, which started, I believe, I think it was August 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but we are in the month of Elul and uh, we are currently marking marching towards Tashri, um, one which is what we famously know as Rosh Hashanah, but formerly known as Yam Tudorah, or the blowing of the shofar. And so each season, um, every time this comes up about once a year, it's a, it's a true marking in the spirit realm as far as a shift is concerned. So a lot of in Jewish traditions, it's really uh, taught that it is a time when the, the balances or the weights are in the balances and it determines uh, whether or not or how God is going to bless you within the next 12 months or so. And so in Jewish tradition, many people take uh, the days of awe, even the month of the Lul prior, as a time for preparation, going into the 10 days of awe that is between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, uh, as a time of fasting for some, others as a time of reflecting, repenting, um, and charity, big time givers during that season because of course we, the people want God to bless them in uh, the coming year or so. The reason why I've always felt like it was a very important season, one, because I grew up list, just basically observing this season and I've is observed it pretty much all of my life. And I have uh, also raised my children who are now adults to also observe the feast. And, and the reason why it's important to me, it's not just because it's not a religious basis. A lot of people um, say, well, you know, that's a Jewish um, holiday or whatever they may call it. I don't call it Jewish holidays because of something the Lord had spoken to me about in 2015. And this is what he said to me. He said that the feasts were not Jewish. They were holy. They were they were feasts or appointed seasons and times that God gave the Jewish people, but it is his appointed feasts. It is his appointed times. Therefore, they are not Jewish. They are holy. Hence, we get the term high holy days. And so it is an appointed time that God made on the calendar. And so it's something that we should pay attention to. And, and there's always a shift during that time. One of the most obvious shifts, not to go too deep into the full face, because of course that's not what we're here for tonight. Um, but the interesting thing is that so very shortly after the full feast occur, we typically go into what the Western culture considers the holiday season, where you have uh, 
uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's for those who observe that, for those who um, celebrate it. Of course, the Thanksgiving is more of American tradition. Uh, Christmas um, is a, a typical Christian uh, tradition or Catholic tradition. And then New Year's is celebrated all over the world. And so have you ever noticed, and I've said this before, you know, it's usually during that quote unquote holiday season that you find that a lot of people begin to die. And a lot of, I used to hear for years since I was a kid, I would hear people say things like, oh, you know, it's the holiday season, or it's like someone would pass away anywhere between November and let's just say like January, maybe up to February. There's always this like massive grouping of deaths whether they're old or or whatever the case may be and some people say well you know it wasn't meant for them to cross over into the new year um god just called them home you know or whatever you would hear that and some people you may be familiar with that some people also blame the holiday season as a time for people uh, who are alone and people who are battling with perhaps mental illness or depression um they're also more subjected to suicide as well Nevertheless, it's a season where on one end, a lot of people are happy and get with their families. And then it's another season where we typically see a lot of deaths in the winter. And so people have associated that for years. I've heard it since I was a kid for years. But interestingly, it's not tied into Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. It's not tied into the holiday season as we think or the crossing over into January. It actually has a lot to do with the tabernacle season and the fall, the fall feast. Again, just saying, reminding you that the tradition is that you give and you reflect and you repent or atone for your sins because the the weights are 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 weighed and the balances so to speak elohim being the judge the one who holds the scales and it, it's a determination of what he's going to do with you in the next season, the next 12 months. You know, in the scripture in Deuteronomy 16, 16, God tells the Israelites, you know, you are to appear before me three times a year. Of course, one of those is tabernacles. But what does he say? He says, and do not come to me empty handed. So that was a big thing. So because of this getting away from the traditional side of things and looking at it from a spiritual perspective i have always believed that what it is is that the 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 weights are in the balances and for some they have been found wanting for others their time is complete and so therefore for the next season crossing over from a spiritual aspect some people's names so to speak have come up and they they have their names have come up to heaven and and they their time upon earth is finished and so therefore we see a lot of death in the winter months. And so anyways, I just wanted to, to put that out there, but lots of things have changed. And one of the things the Lord has been speaking to me, um, and it was unexpected because as you all know, we've gone through a blistering summer 
and we have shattered record upon record upon record worldwide. A lot of uh, people are blaming this on climate change, global warming. And I just want to tell everyone, you know, I know there's a lot of Christians out there that say climate change is a lie. It's, it's a, it's a red flag or what have you, but I actually want to let you know that climate change is Bible prophecy. And when we look into the scriptures, even the, the gospels, Jesus himself said that we would not be able to tell the seasons except by the budding of the trees. And so it is prophesied that things would be the, the climate itself would shift and that things would be uh, tumultuous um, from the seas warring. And when we look at even the tribulation, we see shifts in, in, in water supplies and heat in the, in the signs in the sun and the moon and stars. So volcanic activity, earthquakes, all of that stuff. So climate change is not fake. It's, it's Bible prophecy. However, we do know that the elite are pushing the climate agenda as their means of controlling the population. So it's something that they use as a platform to execute their, their plans, you know? And so that's what it is. But the earth itself changing is factual. So going back to the fact that, oh, we have hit multiple, multiple records across the globe, um, sweltering heat in Europe, um, in all of this, and um, even here in the United States, uh, record-breaking heat domes uh, that set up on different, set over different parts of the country at different times, or what have you. It's all biblical. But one of the things that the Lord shared with me, I was thinking because it had just been so ridiculously hot this summer that perhaps we would have a very mild winter. Now, I've spent the majority of my adult life in the South, and I I typically like warm weather. I am not fond of the cold weather, nor am I fond of ice and snow, although I was born and raised in Chicago, which is one of the coldest cities on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I, I assumed that this would be probably a mild winter. And I was telling my husband, I said, you know, I just think that it's going to be mild. But anyhow, the Lord came to me or showed me about a week or so ago that it was not going to be a mild winter, at least not for most. The interesting thing is what the Lord has been giving me is that we really need to prepare this winter. It is going to be a very bad winter. And when I say this, saints, I am not saying this just based on weather. The weather is actually the least of the situation. Um, there, It's going to be just a very turbulent winter altogether. And uh, we really, as the saints, we need to make sure that we are preparing ourselves first and foremost spiritually. I do want to also add, just pausing that for a second, another word that the Lord has told me a few days ago, and then he confirmed it through another prophet that I know, and it came out of this prophet's mouth just two days ago, is that we really need to pray up starting October. 
October 1st. Now, October 1st will still put us in the, the, the area of tabernacles for those of you who observe the fall feast. However, it is the beginning of the month for Halloween. Now, if some of you all have subscribed to me or to this ministry uh, on our YouTube page, then you'll probably remember that several months ago, one of the things that the Lord had given me was talking about the substantial increase of witchcraft that would be increasing upon the land upon the world and even i talked about uh, a vision that i saw where i saw this dark entity in the darkness it was dark already and then i saw this dark entity that was even blacker than the darkness that was surrounding it but the Lord was talking about the wickedness and the witchcraft that would increase. And some of you may remember I talked about how we, the Lord had said, given a warning that we really need to even watch what our children are being exposed to and witchcraft on television and cartoons of clothing, attire, books. And, and, one of, and since I put that out, uh, the Lord um, has just been reiterating and, and confirming that um, my husband and I we've we've gone into several bookstores this year looking for books and different things my husband's more of a book geek I'm more of a bible history geek or what have you but we go into bookstores and we have just noticed like some of the really popular chains of bookstores like you go in and there's just entire sections now devoted to witchcraft um one of the uh famous bookstores we went in they were selling tarot cards like i had never seen i've been in this going to this bookstore for the last over 20 years now and they are selling tarot cards some bookstores are selling um books on on sorcery um we one place we went into we saw where they actually had the potions and the sage and the crystals and these are in bookstores and it's just everywhere we went into a an antique type um flea market like i guess you would be like an indoor flea market and i had been there before but it had been like a couple of years since i had last gone and when me and my husband went it was like the whole entranceway was full of like witchcraft stuff and we saw all of these people who were dressed in like goth attire they were not together they were just people throughout the store but they were coming there looking for relics and ingredients to perform their witchcraft and so definitely the witchcraft has increased in the land and uh, my husband had several visions uh in the spring where he saw witches perform in seances and rural areas across this country in forest uh the deep forest or what have you witchcraft has increased we also know that a lot of people and the and the black community um the african-american community um has 
left Christianity that has been happening over the course of about four years now. And I've been keeping up with the numbers and the statistics on this following it. And um, a lot of African Americans have left Christianity to go into ancestral worship um, and, and witchcraft, basically, voodoo, uh, hoodoo, uh, santeria, um, things of that nature, and um, or new age. And so um, there's that has increased as well. And so again, the Lord spoke to me a few days ago and said, we really need to pray up starting October 1st. We always felt a shift, uh, in the month of October anyways, but there's going to be a major increase like we never felt before saints. So we need to make sure we are not taking this lightly because the battle has already intensified and I've gotten many reports from people throughout this year, people who have called our prayer line, people who have wrote in to us um, and inquired or, or contacted us through social media about the spiritual warfare that they have been up against in their marriages um, in their families with their children's and their neighborhoods. But here's another thing, so many mysterious illnesses have surfaced um, this year and in the Christian community where people are just really deteriorating in their bodies their health has been challenged this year even I myself have experienced um, almost like phantom illnesses and when I say phantom illnesses I mean like you have this onslaught of different symptoms or issues but then like you'll go to the doctor or you'll go to an urgent care you'll go to an emergency room and then they can't find anything and I have heard dozens of reports people putting out prayer requests and oh you know pray for me pray for my spouse pray for, you know where they can't get certain things under control from blood pressure to blood sugar levels or people suffering with migraines or some things are even more intense you know uh people having issues in their organs and like digestive systems and all of this onslaught, you know, there's been an increase of people feeling that um, thickness, as I would say, in the spirit realm where it has been harder to pray, harder to press in, harder to go into warfare, harder, some people say it's been harder for them to hear God's voice. All of this has to do with the thickness of the principalities that have been given more uh, territory, more power, because we have to understand we are inching closer and closer to the time where the man of sin will be revealed, which we know that the only thing that's keeping that back is the restrainer, as Paul mentions to us in Thessalonians. And so, but we're inching closer and closer to that time. And so the wickedness is going to abound, the darkness, and it will continue to get get worse or to increase but just as the darkness increases 
our light and our call to be light and salt in this world should also increase. And so I've said this for years. I had told good friends of mine who've been in ministry for many, many years. And I've said, you know, we're in this time where your prayers, that the prayers that you prayed five years ago, they are not going to work in this season. And so this is where we're at, saints. So Make sure that you are covering your threshold. Make sure you are pressing in, that you are covering your children. If you have children, if you have grandchildren, godchildren, foster children, make sure you are covering your marriages, your homes, your apartments, your condos, wherever you live, that you are asking God to put a hedge of protection, uh, make sure you're anointing your, your dwelling places. It doesn't matter where you live and make sure that you are putting on your armor daily. We have to do this saints because, um, there is a target in the spirit realm for those who are actually making an imprint and Satan's kingdom. And so, and I say that because there are many people who are, who Satan is not concerned with. They, they go to church and they're Christians, but not everyone is a threat to Satan. But those who are, has just been, it's been a, a year that has been of much turbulence in this sense. Um, and I just want you to know that going into this next shift, this next season, as we enter into the fall feast, that once again, there will be that increase as well in the spirit realm. And so we need to make sure that we are where we're supposed to be, which is ground rooted, solid in Jesus Christ. And so that being said, also too, preparing for the winter months, it's, it is, when I say it's going to be a turbulent winter month, it, it's spiritual, but it's also in the natural. Um, it's really important, saints, that, uh, that we should try to have a little bit of money saved on the side. It is important that you try to get some of your debts paid down, if not paid completely off. And when I say debts, I'm not talking about mortgages and and car notes, if you have to, if you can, that's fine. But I'm talking about all the excess stuff, the excess stuff. It's important that we stock up on, on food, on whatever, whether it's freezer food or uh, non-perishable items, uh, rice and pasta, uh, dried fruit, juices, fro freezer meat, um, try to stay on top of this if you grow your food then you know i'm hopefully you can it um uh you can freeze dry it dehydrate it or things of that nature as well because it things are going to get tight and and what they've already made an announcement and i guess that's rolling into some of the headlines uh just to confirm right after the lord was telling me we really needed to prepare for a very hard winter um and i know the lord was just showing me the continue the continuing of shortages for supplies uh medication even um in some cases uh the increase because of the inflation um and i'm talking about worldwide it doesn't matter where you're listening from 
whether you are in the United States, you're in, you're in Canada, you're somewhere in Europe, uh, somewhere in the islands or in, Af in the continent of Africa, it doesn't matter. The Lord was showing me that it is going to be a turbulent winter worldwide. And, um, and we're going to, we're going to feel, we're going to feel some of it. We're as far as the Christians, the true believers, we're going to feel if we're not already feeling the brunt of these, the increase. So, you know, if you live in a colder climate, you know, make sure you have wood, um, you know, some places they have heating oil, um, uh, for Europe, it is definitely going to be gas shortages. Uh, make sure that you stock up on, on food if you can, uh, blankets, um, heaters, generators, uh, things of that nature, water, for God's sake, water is extremely important. I don't know if you all heard, but uh, the city of Jackson, Mississippi has now declared that they will not have drinking water indefinitely. And it had to do with them putting off for decades, replacing old pipelines that they just simply didn't do. And what happened was there was some catastrophic flooding that came into Mississippi. As we know, we've, we've dealt with a year this year of a lot of floods, a lot of fires and a lot of drought and a lot of heat. And um, Mississippi was one of the places that endured some massive flooding around the Jackson area. And uh, it, it caused their, their system to collapse. And um, now they don't have drinking water and now it's indefinite. And so these are the things, you know, the Lord first started telling me these things in 2015 about the importance of stocking up on goods, water, um, um, food, you know, ca keeping cash on the side, medication, toiletries, these types of things. Um, and, and we saw a wave of that with COVID. And that was one of the things that I kept things in the garage and we kept paper goods. So when everybody else was running out of toilet paper, we had toilet paper because we had started stocking up years prior and just kind of like rotating things out. So COVID should have taught us a huge lesson about making sure you don't run out of things. And, and so make sure that you're doing this saints, um, pray and ask the Lord for wisdom because it is going to be a brutal winter. That being said, the interesting thing too is that there had been talks all year and I've been following these headlines all year, which is why I'm, I'm doing this program for you tonight. Um, there had been talks all year uh, whether or not there was going to be an official recession and a lot of like head elite people you know the ceos of banks like bank of america jp morgan deutsche bank like a lot of people uh and that were dealing with the stock market they were saying well you know 2022 probably we won't hit a recession but most of them were agreeing that we were going to hit a recession by 2023. Some people were saying uh, by spring of 2023. Well, now saints, um, they have made the announcement that they pretty much believe that the flat line is going to begin um, in November of this year. And they're telling people we need to prepare. 
um, because places like China is already coming into a screeching halt. China's economy has has tanked for the most part um, due to various things from uh, a couple of more waves of COVID that press lockdowns of millions, um, even in the capital, I believe, Beijing, but also to a severe drought has hit China and their riverbeds have dried up, which has caused shortages for food. Um, and that's one of dozens of places this year who have been who have been struck by terrible, terrible droughts. And so between that and the fact that um, there has been massive layoffs, um, the layoffs are beginning and they will continue uh, throughout the year. I found it really interesting that I just found out the other day that Ford, the the car company, had laid off about 3,000 employees. But there is a list of about 22 major companies, including places like Walmart, JP Morgan Chase, Netflix, Microsoft, uh, even uh, Facebook, which is now called Meta, Google, Amazon, amongst other things and other places who are laying off people um, because the revenue is not coming in. And so um, the layoffs have begun. And now we're the, we went through this whole phase of the great resignation. And then there was like this quote unquote shortages of people being able to be hired. And some of us went into restaurants and we found that the lines or the wait times were longer than normal because no one was coming to work. Or maybe you went to go get your oil changed or your car, your car checked and you found that there was not the service workers were not there. Well, now, um, instead of increasing the wages, which they did for a time period to try to attract people to come, well, now they're, they're stopping that because, um, now the revenue is just not coming in. And a lot of companies, the bigger corporations are starting layoffs. And so, and the layoffs are, are starting now and they are rolling through the beginning of 2023. So we are, coming to that flat line, basically, um, that plateau, uh, if not a drop off very soon. Um, but a recession is definitely coming, uh, to us, uh, with all that, no matter what they try to, uh, cover it up with uh, many distractions to try to cover it up. But the truth is a recession is coming. And uh, it's going to be pretty bad. We're not gonna recover from this one, Saints, uh, because of the fact of the time that we're in. You know, I have been talking about this since 2017, about the countdown to America. Um, and I began talking about this because of the total solar eclipse that occurred on uh, August 21st of 2017 that went across this country. 
and the next one was to occur uh, I believe it's April 9th or April 8th of 2024 and so and you can look that up to confirm it but both of these eclipses once they cross one end of the country and the other end will form a perfect X across this country and I began talking about this seven uh, back in 2017 and warning that the countdown to America as we know it life as we know it had begun of course at that time we had a former president Donald Trump who had just recently taken office he hadn't been in office a year yet and many 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 evangelicals believed that we were in a reprieve and that God had relented on his judgment and I began warning then that God had not relented and that judgment was still at hand and um, and that the countdown had begun and during that time that was one of the many times that the Lord had also told me that a pandemic was coming and would sweep across the country he gave that to me in 2016 17 and 18 of course we had COVID hit uh, at the tail end of 2019 but really came to fruition and 2020 became a global uh, pandemic and 2020 and so all of that being said we are now uh, less than two years away from that second total solar eclipse um, the interesting thing is that one of the words that was given to a prophet um, this year was that the Lord had told this prophet that the end of all things would begin in 2025 and I also talked about I believe on one of my videos if not I've talked about it on other interviews that I've been invited to and some of you all have probably heard these things where I've talked about how the Canadian Parliament had been preparing for what they consider to be American refugee crisis where Americans would be pouring over um, into Canada refugee status in 20 beginning in 2024 into 2025 another thing that I have been following all year long has been the multiple articles on my newsreels and when I say this I'm not talking about uh, conservative outlets I'm not talking about YouTube I'm talking about things like the Washington Post uh, things like the Hill things like the New York Times and so on and so forth where they have been talking about the US government preparing for civil war in America by 2024 now as we all know 2024 is an election year on top of that so that's also something uh part of the reason why they are also um looking at this uh because uh there is this big intense battle um that is going on between the republicans and the democrats or the liberals and the conservatives the left and the right whatever you want to call it um, and the Republicans have uh, basically declared war within the country in a sense recently um, there was a poll that was taken a couple of days ago where they had found that 
43% of, of Americans actually expect a civil war to break out in America within the next 10 years. And they've been talking about it. And there's a lot of people that are prepared for civil war. I feel like that they are anticipating this. They being whoever you want to classify they as. Um, and I have told Christians for many years not to get caught up in the political realm because it's a trick. It doesn't matter which side it is. It is all a trick. It's the double-headed eagle. If you don't know what that means, I suggest that you do some research on it. But it's, it's a symbolism, the double-headed eagle. And so basically, it's the two heads, but it's the same body, the same entity. And that's what's going on here. And it's, it's here to divide and conquer. I'm not seeing that it originally started out that way or the original intentions of democracy and the United States was to, was to control or what have you. I'm not saying that, but I, what I want you all to pay attention to is just the way it has been just in the last, really the last 30 years. Um, in 20 years even, and how things have just steadily gotten worse with no resolve. They keep changing parties, they keep changing policies, but we all end up in the same exact pot in the end, boiling, boiling frogs in the end. And so, um, but they are anticipating a civil war. And I find that to be very interesting. Um, I don't know if they're planning to invoke this, uh, I feel like in a sense they're instigating it um, because they know that the people are irritated. Um, I truly believe that the whole overturning of Roe versus Wade was to invoke that. The interesting thing about the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and if you want to know my full thoughts on that, you can go to our website at, at faithfulwallkillingministries.com and click on the Watchman on the Wall. And I wrote a commentary regarding the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and I titled it the the rise of the daughters of Jezebel. And so for that full commentary, just go to the link and, and listen to that or read it, I should say, and check that out. But nevertheless, I find it interesting that the Supreme Court did overturn the Roe versus Wade, which a lot of conservatives alike, whether they be evangelical, charismatic, Christians, Catholics, whatever, were very happy in regards to it. However, it left each state to its own ruling and places like California um, ruled that you could have abortions up until uh, the, the third term basically, or nine months. And so in addition to that, here's what I find to be more interesting in the political realm. Um, a lot of the Republicans have been talking about taking back, I believe the house, um, and, you know, talked about this thing called the red wave, which basically just stands for the Republicans coming in and taking over or what have you. And the polls are showing right now, I think midterm elections is coming up this November before the actual presidential elections in 2024, two years from now. And they 
they're showing that the Republicans are not going to win as grand as they thought they were. But here's the reason why. They are finding that the women are rising up and coming out of the woodworks and voting. And interestingly, some women or a lot of women, not some, who have voted conservative within their states prior or even maybe always had a history of voting conservative have now turned and began to vote liberal and the main reason saints is because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So basically the women, the feminists are saying we want our our abortion back. We want our rights, our feminine reproductive rights, and it's being taken away from us. And so conservative women are voting democratically. So that's what they're finding. Now, some people will say, well, I don't believe that, uh, but I'm just telling you that the, the red wave that they had been claiming is not looking good. Now, whether you want to say that's fraudulent or what have you, I don't get into those things. I don't get into the pol political side of things because I'm a firm believer that I am not a citizen of this life. And as Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And so therefore I don't build my treasures here, but how with, and how they're doing it, I, I, I don't know. And I don't get involved in it, but I'm just telling you that it's not looking good. It's not looking good. So that's another thing. On the political side, I also want to mention something that I find extremely interesting. And that is what is going on in Israel. So as you all know, um, they once again, they have had a collapse in their government. And Israel has not been able to get their self together for the last about three years now as far as the Knesset and putting their government together and their conservative versus their liberal side as well. And as you all know, um, Benjamin Netanyahu actually had lost an election a little over a year ago. And, and so there was another side that had taken over and they have failed. So the interesting thing is that they are getting ready to do another election and the possibility of a Benjamin Netanyahu returning as prime minister is very likely. I find this to be very interesting for just based on one thing. And that was back in 2015, I was given a dream about him. And in this dream, I was in this facility. Uh, it was like a banquet, a black tie affair. And Benjamin Netanyahu was there and I was there. There was a lot of people around, but I had met him like kind of in the corner of this banquet hall. And he had uh, this, this ring, this like signet ring. It had a very big, beautiful stone on it and he had it wrapped in a handkerchief and he was showing it to me and um but he was talking about 
uh, they, whoever they were in the dream. I don't know, but he was saying, you know, like they were trying to, to take things away. They were messing up the money and the funds and all of this stuff. And he was very concerned and I don't know. And even in the dream, I didn't know what the connection of connection of that was with the actual ring he had in his hand. But I looked at him, I touched his hand and I said, don't worry, Israel will be yours until the abomination of desolation. And I said this to him. Now, I believe I did a video about it back and mentioned it in one of my videos in 2015. However, what I do clearly remember is me trying to talk about it on True News and one of the interviews that I had did back then with Rick Wiles. The problem was is that every time I tried to mention Israel or Netanyahu, I was cut off or the subject was changed. Now I know why, I didn't know why then, but now I know is that they are uh, on a stance for uh, what is called replacement theology. So they are, in a sense, they don't believe that um, Israel is still God's promised land, amongst other things that I'm not going to get into. But I tried to talk about it on one of my interviews back then. But I find it really interesting, um, the possibility. I know he's going to run again. I actually spoke to a friend of mine who is currently in Israel and had met with Netanyahu just last week. And so he is going to run again. And I was talking to this friend um, and a few days ago and he was telling me, he says, you know, he probably is going to win. And I had reminded my friend of the dream that I had had back in 2015, which I've known this person since about that time. That's when we first met. And I said, it would not shock me if he got back in. But another friend of mine who is an international minister, and she's been in ministry for over 40 years. Um, in fact, when I met her in 2016, she was living in Jerusalem. Um, she now currently lives in South America, and she's a, a very well-known minister. But when we talked about this dream a few years ago, she actually made a very remarkable uh, comment regarding it and it stuck with me all this time and that was well that means Mina if he is given Israel until the abomination of desolation then that means that he will hand the keys over to the Antichrist and a lot of people don't know this especially evangelicals that kind of worship Israel in the sense, but Benjamin Netanyahu is a 32nd degree Freemason. He's not a Christian. You know, he is a Jew. He is not a Jew by default. And when I say default, a lot of people don't understand that there are Zionists and then there are Jews. And I tried to talk about this years ago, but people were uh, they were just ignorant. And when I say ignorant, that just means lack of knowledge. So they couldn't understand it. Because when we hear the term Zionist, we think of a bad thing. But there are a lot of Zionists. And basically, they are converted Jews. A lot of people don't know that the Rothschilds are not blood Jews. They are converted Jews. And so you're 
meaning that they've converted to the religion of Judaism and not actually by birth DNA Jews. And there's a lot of those people who run Israel that are Zionist. And a lot of people don't realize this. They are not DNA Jews. They are converted Jews. And that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Um, but that's where you get uh, the, the, the elite even, um, some of the elite is converted Jews. They're not birth Jews. They're, they're, they're not DNA Jews. They're converted religion Jews, but yet, um, they're the elite and they, and they want, and they run the world and, um, and they will be a part of, of the tribulation. They'll be a part of the beast, uh, kingdom and his system and the 10 kings and the three and a half years that he'll reign they'll be a part of it so I find that to be very interesting and and if he does get back in we need to understand like again that dream said it will be his until the bomb death desolation and again my friend said listen that means he'll he'll hand the keys right over to the antichrist um and I, I think that's going to work out perfectly, actually. And um, so that's a really interesting thing uh, that's going on as well. Uh, amongst other things, we know that uh, Russia is uh, struggling to keep their troops in Ukraine. But, and a lot of people feel like it's, it's I've heard some prophecies um, from people that I don't know, just kind of in the wind, where people are prophesying that basically in a roundabout way, God is going to bring down Putin. He has not told me anything specifically. I have not heard in the spirit, nor have I had any dreams or visions or prophetic words regarding Vladimir Putin, except in 1999, I knew he was gonna be a part of the last days and so i know there's a lot of rumors about his health some people say he has cancer um there's been a lot of weird photos and video of him um he doesn't look well he does look stressed um but um i don't see putin going anywhere anytime soon that doesn't mean that i'm right in regards to this but i don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, if you guys know, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev just recently died the other day at the age of 91. And I was telling someone in ministry, I felt like that was a marker in the spirit. And I clearly remember Mikhail Gorbachev. A lot of people, when I was a kid, thought that he was uh, the Antichrist because he had this weird birthmark on his head, on top of his head, and he was partially bald. And a lot of people thought that he was the Antichrist. And of course, Mikhail Gorbachev was over the Soviet Union or the former USSR. Um, of course, you know, we know that the Iron Curtain fell during the Reagan administration in 1989. I clearly remember watching that on TV as a kid um, when the Iron Curtain fell or what have you. Interestingly, Putin did not like Mikhail Gorbachev, in case you all did not know that. And during the time when uh, the Iron Curtain, so to speak, fell, uh, it was during the time that Vladimir Putin was working for the KB, 
KGB and I believe it was West Germany. Remember, Germany was divided by East and West and they had broke that wall down during the Reagan administration. But he was KBG or K, KBG, KGB, excuse me, at the time. And he did not like Gorbachev. Um, so he just recently died. And um, I felt in my spirit that that was a, a huge spiritual marker um, in the sense, but we need to keep our eyes on Russia. Russia is not going anywhere anytime soon, saints. Um, they just, they made a pact with Turkey and Iran. If you all don't understand that, that is Ezekiel chapter uh, 37 and 38 all over the place. I mean, they named those names there for Gog and Magog. Um, they just recently made a pact. Um, he had been working uh, to Erdogan and Putin had been working together for quite some time. And a few years ago, I had had a dream. This was about four years ago. And that's also on our Watchmen on the Wall post where I had this Daniel type dream, as I call it, regarding Putin and Erdogan and them working together with other countries and they invaded us. Another thing I want to mention is how um, the Lord has had me tuned in and had me go back and revisit the prophecies and testimony of Dmitri Dudaman. So this was a, a Romanian man who came into the United States in the mid to late 80s through, he came through here for about a 10 year period and he warned the Americans about what God had showed him. And basically long story short, that we were going to be invaded by Russia, by China, and they would come in from the North and from the sea and from Latin America. Now, I wanna just pause and tell you all, uh, if you're not familiar with Dmitry Dudelman, I strongly suggest that you go and look him up. You can still Google him. His uh, grandson uh, still has all of his writings, visions, and prophecies on the website. Also, you can look him up on YouTube. Uh, you can Google him or what have you, but I, I strongly suggest that you go and find out what this man said he has an incredible testimony of him smuggling bibles into the then soviet union um but god sent him uh to america after an angel of the lord came to him in 1984 and began telling him about what was going to happen to america the three pointers that i want to just point out that are the most important that one he was told that America would burn one day um, and the one day would be, I, I actually believe it'll happen during um, the tribulation, um, but that's what, those are my thoughts. He was not given a time frame. Uh, the judgment of God was up on America, number two, um, because it was called Sodom and Gomorrah in the spirit. And number three, that it was also Mystery Babylon. And so he preached us for at least 10 years. Um, and Dmitry Dudaman passed away in the late 90s. 
Um, but he continued his work for the Lord uh, throughout that time frame, and God showed him many things. Um, he did show him that nuclear war was coming to America, but he always talked about it was coming from Russia, from China. But the interesting thing was how they came in again from the north, from the west, and from the sea, from Latin America, from the south. But so one of the countries that was mentioned was like Cuba, Mexico. Um, another one of his dreams or prophetic words was, was, uh, Central America, he mentioned Nicaragua, and that's what I want to give you all a, a interesting fact. This summer, I believe it was in June, if I'm not mistaken, it, that the president of Nicaragua, it was the headline for June 11th, just to be specific, that the president of Nicaragua, or the entire government, okay, and the president, uh, Daniel Ortega, had given permission um, for Vladimir Putin to bring Russian troops, planes, and ships to deploy to Nicaragua for purposes of training, law enforcement, and emergency purposes. And that just really fried my brain because the interesting thing is that Nicaragua was one of the countries mentioned by Dmitry Dudamon and that they would come, they being Russia, would come up through Mexico. Now, Nicaragua is in Central America, uh, just south of, of Guatemala and then Mexico. And so I found that to be very interesting uh, that that happened in June. I felt that that was unprecedented. Uh, and I know that um, because the Lord has given many people, uh, I feel like the most potent or the most memorable is Dimitri Dudamon, but there are others where the Lord had given visions, prophetic words, dreams that we would be invaded by Russia. Um, he's also given it to me multiple times as well. Um, and I felt like that was a precedented, like a landmark when uh, that announcement was made in June. Going back to one of the things that uh, Demetri Dudaman said that the angel of the Lord had shown him was how we get invaded. And that was that specifically there would be a civil uprising in the country is what he said, Dimitri said, a civil uprising would happen. Now he specifies the location and I've been given this some thought and I was talking to my husband in regards to this. He said it would happen in the middle of the country and that during this time that the government being the U.S. government would be trying to basically contain this uprising, but they would not be successful at it but in the process of that distraction so to speak that that is when we get invaded because the government is more focused on the uprising that's happening within our own borders and they will come in and invade us um and so I find that to be interesting because I talked about just not too long ago about the preparation uh, for civil war in this country. And not only that, I found it interesting that Dimitri said 
it, he was shown and told it would happen in the middle of the country. Now, when we think of the middle of the country, uh, I, you know, you may think Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, if you're very good with, um, with geography in the sense, or you know your map of the United States. But I told my husband, I said, I think it's going to be Texas. Now I lived in Texas for 12 years and Texas is called the Lone Star State. Texas is predominantly Republican. Um, Texas has been known as a defiant state in a sense because it's so big um, that they've always joked that they could be their own country. And Texas has been targeted a lot since the Obama administration as far as uh, unhinging the conservatory ways, uh, laws and statutes that Texas has held for so many years and has been successful because there is a lot of liberalism that has infiltrated Texas um, since the Obama administration quite a bit. But the government, for the most part, you know, uh, governors and mayors and congressmen are pretty much still very much uh, conservative and Republican. And so I find it interesting because, and then again, this is just my thoughts and my opinion, but I could see it happening from Texas, especially with this talk of civil war, this talk of, you know, American democracy being at at, at risk of, of being no more. And both sides are saying this, the, the Democrats and the Republicans are both saying that the American democracy is on the line. And, you know, it's just like this invoking of this agitation for trouble basically. And, um, so I find that to be interesting and, um, I could, and that's why too, I absolutely believe that, that civil war is coming. The Lord showed me in July 4th, actually of 2020, a civil war breaking out in this country. I was actually in the mountains of Tennessee when I was shown this and I actually saw an ethnic uprising of African-Americans. They would play a huge role in um, this, but I want to just remind everyone, you know, there is a lot of things. There's a shift happening with the African-Americans and the blacks across the board um, where they're rising up. And, uh, and some people feel it's, it's um, justice. Other people are alarmed by it. I'm neither. I feel like it's just Bible prophecy. It's just the changing of the guard. Um, because I think about a scripture in Revelation that talks about those who led captive will now go into captivity. And, and that is during the tribulation or what have you. Um, one of the things my mother actually even mentioned uh, was a scripture in Isaiah that talks about the oppressor or excuse me, those who are oppressed will rise up over the oppressor. I'm not saying it's anything good because I, I know for a fact that the antichrist is an African-American or, or a black man. Let me just say it that way. I can't say he's necessarily an African-American. I'm not sure what he is. Honestly, um, some people say he's not even American, but I'll just leave that out there. But I know that he's a black man and, and there's a reason for it. 
And it's it's not a good reason. It's not something to rejoice over, actually. Um, it's something that is frightening if you are not solid in Christ. And so there is this uprising, but that's something that the Lord showed me as a part of civil war and the uprising in America. And again, he gave this to me on July 4th of 2020 while I was away in the mountains of Tennessee uh, that weekend. And so I, I do believe that the civil war is coming. And um, I don't know when, but like I said, the when, we don't have to sit here and talk about YouTube videos and people's dreams and people's prophecies. All we got to do is pull the headlines. They are predicting it for 2024. I'm assuming the election year, maybe even towards the end of election. I'm not sure, but a lot of this is pointing towards 2024 as a very significant year on top of the fact that we have that second crossing of the total solar eclipse in the spring of that year in April of that year. So these are things that we really need to, to pay attention to saints and, and um, pray about and ask God uh, for confirmation, um, ask God for instructions on what to do. This is big, you know, uh, instructions is so important in this season because so many of us, there's still, we're still looking for other people to tell us what to do, you know, and I'll say this kind of in, in a sense in closing, you know, I've, as a minister, I'm going into now 16 years of ministry and I've learned so much and God has shifted me and changed me and refined me and humbled me and I've had to get deliverance and I've had to change these. And I mean, and that's what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about growth. And, but what I have not seen change <laughs> in this near 16 years of me being in ministry is people looking for other people to tell them what God is saying. And that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves of ministry. When people say, well, can you tell us what God is telling us to do? And it's like, no, the question is, what is God telling you to do? Not because I've got to, I've got to go work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we need to work out our own salvation and fear and trembling in that sense. And we need to find out what God is saying to us as individuals. This country is massive. It's over 300 million people in this country, it's 50 states, two uh, commonwealths, you know, Guam and Puerto Rico. And, and so it's different strokes for different folks, basically. And we need to be able to hear God's voice. We need to be able to know what it is that he's telling us to do. We need to make sure we're not stagnant in our walk because so many people are still stagnant. And we need to make sure we're not stagnant because this is just not the season. I've been saying this for years, saints, you know, this is not the season to be stagnant in your walk with Jesus Christ. This is not the season to be still battling with old sins and old strongholds, you know. We, we shouldn't be mowing over the same thing. We shouldn't be sucking on bottles in the spirit, saints. We need to know where we're supposed to be in Christ and get there and stay there because there's no safe place except under the shadow of his mighty wings. There's no safe place except in the will of God. He is our rock, 
our refuge, our strong tower, our shield, our buckler. He is our salvation. He is the God in whom we can trust. And so that is the person who is constant, the one who is unshakable, the one who we should be solid in in this season. And because things are just going to keep getting worse, things are not going to get better. Forget better. There's still people out here believing, oh, Trump's going to come back and save us. Listen, Trump ain't going to come back and save nobody. Trump's in trouble. They don't even want Trump to run. You guys have been following the Mar-a-Lago raid and all of that stuff. And they're trying to sue it. I don't know. It's a mess. It's a mess. And it's nothing more than a distraction. So I don't get involved. The answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is look up because your redemption draws nigh. Um, that that's the answer in this, in this season, um, because Jesus is, is coming, he's coming. And there's so many of us that are not ready. There's so many of us that think we're ready and we're not ready because we have lamps and we're a part of the 10 virgins, but we don't have no oil. And you know, that's the people that think that just because you're, you're in a church or you're in a group or, you know, you, you speak in tongues or you pay your tithes or you read your scriptures or you study eschatology, that that's what's going to, no, it's not going to get you in. It's, it's not going to save you. It's not going to make you rapture ready. It's not going to keep your name in the book of life. What is going to keep your name in the book of life? is a relationship, a maintained relationship with Jesus Christ and making, that's what the oil is. The oil is what keeps the, the flame lit. And that is the oil is your relationship with Jesus Christ. So that is the most important thing. But in the meantime, we need to prepare, prepare for winter, prepare, make sure again, recapping that you pray over your household thresholds, October 1st through the, through November 1st. Um, because I believe the last day go of, of October going into like the first day is the, the day of the dead on top of that, or Dias de Morte, as they call it in Spanish. Um, then there's all saints day, but it's all witchcraft. It's all demonic. It's all a season for demonic, um, uh, presence, demonic territory, and, and we really need to make sure that we are pressing in and covering and not taking these things lightly, saints. And um, and make sure that you are fasting and praying. Make sure you have a prayer life. Make sure you have a fasting life and make sure you're not allowing yourself to be distracted by the things that come to distract. So that is it for us. I want to thank all of you all for tuning in and for listening to us this